G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Judas Iscariot would have to be one of the most infamous men in all of history. The friend of Jesus who betrayed him, the man who betrayed the Son of God. Have you ever wondered what made him do it? What if I told you the trigger, the straw that broke the camel's back was the love of money? I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at this whole Easter thing from a different perspective. We all of us have experienced at some time in our lives the betrayal of a friend. It's a terrible thing. In fact, it is quite possibly the worst thing we can ever experience. When a trust is broken, when there's an infidelity or a betrayal where there should have been faithfulness and trust where there's hate, where there once was love, where there's strife, where once there was peace, these are the most painful of all pains. The greater the love, the greater the trust that once was, the deeper and darker the betrayal. As I speak these words, no doubt your mind turns to a betrayal in your life. Your heart remembers the darkness and the depth of the loss. That's because betrayal was never meant to be. And so when we talk about Jesus' betrayal by Judas Iscariot, this man whom Jesus took to be one of his closest disciples, then this is the thing of which we speak. It's not just a story, as familiar as it may be. It's a real human and spiritual drama based on betrayal and desertion. And as it turns out, Judas wasn't the only one of the disciples who betrayed Jesus. When push came to shove, they all fled. They all left him completely alone in his hour of need. Jesus didn't just die on that cross. He was betrayed and he was deserted by his closest friends. Turns out, he suffered in a whole bunch of different ways, in ways that we sometimes gloss over and miss and ignore. Betrayal is something that begins in the heart, and that is exactly what happened with Judas Iscariot. Interestingly, the thing that seemed to trigger it was money. Have a listen. John chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he'd raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. So there they were, just six days before the Passover, less than a week before Jesus was arrested and tried, that money was playing merry hell in Judas's heart. Am I drawing too long a bow here? Well, I don't think so. Particularly when you look at a similar thing that happened, also in Bethany, just four days later. Matthew chapter 26, beginning at verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. 
Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and they conspired to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the festival, or there may be a riot among the people. Now, while Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when the disciples saw it, they were angry, and they said, Why waste this? For this ointment could have been sold for a large sum and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. By pouring this ointment on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus. So there it was. It was Judas's love of money that caused him to go out after the 30 pieces of silver and sell out the Son of God. It is the sin that triggered the crucifixion of Jesus, the love of money. And it wasn't long before the wheels were set in motion. John chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Now, Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, Whom are you looking for? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and they fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you, I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these other men go. So the soldiers, their officer and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. And of course, Jesus was tried several times and unjustly eventually condemned to death. Judas suffered a lot as a result of this, and actually he had a change of heart. We read in Matthew chapter 27, beginning at verse 3, when, when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and to the elders. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. So throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed and he went and hanged himself. Do you see how normal, everyday human sin and frailty were involved in the arrest and the crucifixion of Jesus? How the lure of treasures of this world, placed in Judas's heart and fanned by Satan himself, were at play here. You and I, we're so quick to cut ourselves some slack, to, to rationalise and justify our own sin and sweep it under the carpet... And yet it was your sin and mine that Jesus went to the cross to pay for. And one of the most common of all sins, friend, is this love of money. The, the delight in the riches of this world which rises up and sets itself above God in our hearts and our lives. That's what happened to Judas. He saw all this money being poured out on Jesus by way of these perfumes. He wanted that money. He wanted money. And so he went and sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Friend, sin is as insidious as it is dangerous. It is all the sort of sin that God views so gravely that he sent his son to die for it so that you and I might be forgiven 
We can fool ourselves, sure, but only for so long. At some point, we come to the painful realisation that Judas Iscariot came to, that it just ain't worth it, that setting up other gods above the one true God is just about the dumbest thing that you and I can ever do in our lives. And maybe, just maybe right now, as we're heading towards Easter, you and I have the opportunity to ask ourselves, are we in that position? Is there something in our lives that we're setting up above God? Are we in any way, shape or form like Judas? Because no sin is small sin. It starts as a seed. It festers. It grows. And before we know it, it's fully blown sin, which leads to death. Judas discovered that. When we do that, it has the most dire of consequences. Let me ask you to examine your heart. Is there something that you are placing above God? Because if there is, it's time to let it go. With all that this world throws at us, add to that the temptations and the attacks of the devil, man, it's easy to feel powerless some days. But it doesn't have to be that way, not at all, because Jesus has more than enough power available to you right here and now to help you live in the victory that he died and rose again to bring you. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of Christianity Works special edition book. It's called Power Unlimited, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you lay hold of the incredible power of God so that you can be all that he made you to be. Now, this isn't one of our normal monthly booklets. It's a special edition book. And with all my heart, I believe that God wants to unleash his power through it into your life. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send that special edition book straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.